I know I've said this on a different episode, a different episode for sure, but it's always hard to figure out how I like. What's the first word I say to you guys? Like, hey, everyone, how are you guys doing? And yeah. I still don't have that down yet. You, like, the amount of times I have to restart this thing, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't say that. Oh, wait, maybe I should say this. But uh, yeah, let's just let's just get going, I guess. But today, let's talk about a thing we really don't look at much or care about much, but we should put as a primary factor in our training cycles. It's our deload weeks. So when we talk about deload and rest today, we're just going to talk about when we think would be the best or what should be the best. And the answer I'm going to say to you guys, of course, everyone says, oh, it depends. But yeah, it really does depend when you should or shouldn't take some type of deload week, right? Um, When it comes to deload week, those, those weeks are meant to be either, you know, complete rest or just like an active recovery, right? And... It's important that we throw those into our training blocks because as we keep increasing volume in our training, right? So the amount of actual work we do, right? It becomes too much on the system after a certain amount of time. And sometimes it's hard for us to even realize when that is, right? Until we start experiencing symptoms of overtraining, which we're going to do another episode about. But to give an idea of what overtraining usually feels like, it's... You know, waking up really, really sore. I'm talking sore where like you can barely even peel yourself out of bed or um, you're having trouble. You're tired all day, but the minute you get into bed, oh my God, you can't even fall asleep. Uh, you're actually feeling weaker and you actually are weaker in your lips. You know, you're not as hungry. Um, you feel literally like you have the flu or you feel sick. That's usually a really tall tale sign of overtraining. And a lot of times it's just, it, that could be, either be combated or you can really like miss it if you just take that one week of deload, right? So before when I said it depends on when and how we should take our deloads, it, it, the reason why I say it depends is because everyone's training cycles are different, right? So uh, personally for me, this is all on my opinion and what I've experienced in the past is I usually take a deload anywhere from four to every four to six weeks, right? And when I say every four to six weeks, it's dependent on what my training looks like. So let's say I'm in the middle of a heavy strength emphasis, right? So I'm really trying to put on strength in my overhead press or into my back squat or into my deadlift. Usually by that, end of that third week I start feeling it you know I you know I wake up really hot my my blood my, my heart rate's all over the place so I realize okay I need to take that following week a, a, a little easy right so when I have those heavy emphasis on strength by that fourth or fifth week I'm going to take a deload and what that what does that week consist of for me at least that that week is consists of three days of lifting in those days I'll hit my major lifts so let's say you're a power lifter so you'll still squat bench and dead but I would do it at anywhere from 40 to 55 percent of your whatever your lifts were at previously just so you can keep grooving the patterns and you can still keep moving because that's the most important thing, right? You want to keep moving. In the other two days, we I use them as an active endurance day, be it an hour-long row on the ERG or the um, Concept 2, uh, an hour on an exercise bike or even just an hour brisk walk, right? And I say brisk walk, you're not running hills, you're not running sprints. It's a simple walk because those two additional days will just help us to recuperate. And then... There's two other days left of the week. I mean, you want to go and play basketball. You want to go and play frisbee. You, you want you want to play around on a balance beam. Be my guest. All that all that is fair game too. But that is kind of what you want to do at that four at that at that anywhere from that four to six week mark for strength training. Um, 
being that I train not exclusively, but predominantly with kettlebells, I when I'm in an endurance phase and I'm trying to build my muscular endurance, usually by that six week mark, I know that I'm kind of tapped out and I need to back off, right? And when I back off with that, same exact concept. I need to just lower the weights. I still I still get a good quote unquote pump in, but usually during those weeks, right, rather than going to 50%, I like to do more like bro bodybuilding workouts during during that week off. So you can do an upper lower split, you could do chest and buys one day, whatever it is you want to do. But when, when after, at that four to six, at that, around that six week mark of my endurance phase, when I know I need a deload, like I said, I do more of that hypertrophy building, bodybuilding stuff. Because you know what, at that point, you're, you're already, your, your, your cardiovascular endurance is already up, your strength is up. That, at that point, it's just pumping muscle to the blood. And that's what I like. I'm working at like three to four sets of anywhere from eight to 15 reps when it comes to my hypertrophy bro workout week for endurance. Um, when it comes to when I'm working on power, right? So the speed, uh, how I can move a heavy object. Um, for those weeks, the, those that deload, that usually for some reason for me, I don't know why it's five weeks. Like at, at week five, I can go four weeks putting uh, increasing power and then I don't know where I just hit a wall. I have no idea why it happened, guys, but th- that's that's what it worked. That's what happens to me. So I know that now. So it, I do my deload at the five weeks, but, but also on that fourth week, you can actually taper down a little bit. And when I say taper down, whatever I was doing, I kind of lower the intensity and the volume and the sets that I was doing that week. So let's say uh, you're, uh, I'm working on power and I'm working on explosive lifts, like a power clean, right? Uh, on week three, I'm doing five sets of doubles, five sets of two at 85%. Following week, I'm gonna hit six sets of. Nah, I'd probably keep it at. I'd probably still keep it at five. Probably I'll keep it at five sets of of singles, but I would still I would keep it at around anywhere from sixty to seventy five percent. So that week prior to my deload, I am still training in that block I'm in, but I'm tapering down. Right, so then I take that deload week with with the power week, and then I ramp it back up. And that power week, yeah, it's usually at the end of a power week, I'm really beat up. So for me personally, those are really lighter. It's a light aerobic week for me. I think I'm, I think I'm getting old, guys. At 29, my joints just can't <laughs> handle it as much anymore. So during that week, it's, it's it's a really light aerobic week. Be it what you want, brisk walks, light jogs. Um, light cycling, whatever that wants to be. But I usually take a week. During that phase is when I take a week off from the weights. And you guys are like, oh! Yeah, I take a week off from the weights once in a while. I think it's important that we do that too, right? Because deloads are meant to keep us going, right? Because when it comes to training, right, if you keep increasing your volume, right, your fatigue is gonna keep going up, right? But your performance will then go down, right? Because as fatigue goes up, performance goes down. But if you can get to the point where your fatigue doesn't exceed your performance, I hope I'm not losing you guys, 
then you'll see that you can keep going for longer and you'll 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 decrease the chance of injury right so if you can if your fatigue goes up your performance will go down but if you can find that middle point for you of when that line is with those two lines intersect then you can limit the amount or even not have injuries and listen it took me years to learn this you know these time frames that i'm giving you guys it it literally took me i've been training for like how long 15 no like 17 years now and it took me this long to figure out what my groove works for me so for you guys to figure out what works best for you um it's seeing how you when you write down your workouts and we all should be journaling and writing down our workouts see the numbers and how they fluctuate because for you it might be at week three in the power cycle or for you it might be week six or seven in the power cycle i don't know or whatever you're training for everyone's a little different so you have to see when your performance exceed is not going up <laughs> i know it sounds simple guys but you have you can't you're never going to linearly increase right because we all be power cleaning 800 pounds and that's not possible right so we're always going to plateau or crash right and if we can catch ourselves right before the plateau and the crash and give ourselves that week to just recuperate we'll see that we'll keep increasing and increasing strength so I hope this short episode makes sense. Um, I hope you guys can get something out of this. And if the only thing you get out of this is every couple weeks, take a week off, change up what you're doing, and then go right back to what you were doing the week, uh, two weeks ago, that's I'm, I'm, I'm completely happy with that. We all need rest, guys, because getting injured sucks. And I'm trying to keep you guys away from that. Hope you all have a great day. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope we all learned something informative. And if you like the show, please leave a five-star review. And if you really liked it, share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it. Hope you guys all have a great day. Take care.